Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter II The World Warrior was developed and released by Capcom for the SNES in Japan in June of 1992. It was then released in North America in July of 92. Oh man, right on the heels. And finally, in PAL territories, Uh-oh. December of 92. All right, man. Only a few months wait. Well, they would have been fools not to. This game was hot from the arcades, so... Yes, and it was based on the hit arcade game uh, of the same name, released in 1991. Now, that game is a sequel to the game Street Fighter, which is uh, similar but not the same. It is a game where you are just Ryu or Ken, and you fight through a series of very similar-looking enemies with a very limited moveset. Yeah, I've only played a little bit. Um, I never even saw it until after Street Fighter Two came out. Like Same here. I've just played it for, you know... Novelty was meh. Street Fighter 2 may have single-handedly kept the American arcade market open for another three to five years, as far as I'm concerned. I, yeah, I mean, it was it was big, and I mean, there were so many, you know, other knockoffs and such. You know, every company started pumping out, you know. Well, I felt like arcades were on the decline a bit there. And then with this game, man, you're right, like a third of the arcade was now fighting games. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of them were 50 cents to start, so... You know, that's, you know, big bucks for your, you know, funding games or whatnot. And then on top of that feat, it also single-handedly brought in a new genre of video game, the fighting game. Yeah, and I was uh, a quick convert to that. I loved it, so I was in in from the ground level. Now, while Street Fighter 1 was not very popular, hence why we never saw it, <laughs> the property was revisited because of the immense popularity of Final Fight here in the United States. yeah. And since it blew up, you know, Capcom was looking for other properties they already owned that they could then revamp or make better to kind of capture some of that brawling or fighting game audience. Yeah, I mean, you can see some uh, fingerprints from, you know, brawling games where, you know, they were getting a little more technical to kind of show off stuff. And it was like just going full bore into that avenue, so to speak. Exactly. Now, the game was worked on by about 35 to 40 people, and it was had a two-year development cycle for the arcade uh, oh, version. Oddly enough, the defining mechanic of this and many fighting series was actually a bug or an error. Um, One of the main programmers had found during the debug phase that when you attacked during the attack animation at a certain point, you could attack again and then even a third time Mm -hmm. and that they would stack. But the problem was he and the rest of the testing team found the timing so difficult they didn't think it was a worthwhile feature, nor would it be found or used by anyone in the public and therefore was just left in the game as a bug yeah the birth of the combo man yes and you know the combo is what really sets this apart from any other of the old school games that have a fighting element i think yeah i mean it's uh like you said very difficult to do 
but um like i wasn't doing more than you know later they start you know you'll get point awards for combos too yeah. you know i could get two or three hits maybe four if i was lucky but and you know there are some really uh precise uh high damage combos you can do if you're good enough now in the future game street fighter 3 and beyond combos are an integral part of the fighting system yeah it's uh yeah it's tough um and I mean, other games went with it different ways where it's like Killer Instinct was, you know, super long combos, but they had a kind of combo formula input, you know, that you could, you could just do like similar inputs almost for any character and still get these big combos out of it. Once you knew the pattern, basically. Yeah, but all the characters in Street Fighter 2 are so unique that it's like it's every character has their own combos and you gotta, you really gotta be split second timing. Now, another amazing fact uh, about this game is that it was ported to a wide range of systems that you wouldn't, you know, normally think would be <laughs> capable of running Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, you got to get it somewhere, right? Yes. Well, it was released on the Commodore Amiga, the Atari ST, the Armistrad PC, the Commodore 64, which no I really want to play. Yeah, for real, man. That's like two buttons. <laughs> there was an MS-DOS version, a Game Boy version which I also want to check out. I will say this. I, I wish I would have mentioned it in the Mortal Kombat uh, one, but my younger brother actually had Mortal Kombat on the Game Boy. Yeah. And it's rough, man. <laughs> like... I bet. There was also a ZX Spectrum version of this game. And then, of course, it was uh, updated and kind of re-released many times on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, and in the arcades. They were maybe once a year you'd get a new subtitled version kind of with some tweaks updates different things you know yes you would and i think i have a list of them right here oh there's quite a few <laughs> the names get more ridiculous as time goes on and this really begins the kind of jokey level of what street fighter games or fighting games well it was like names. how many games came out before they finally just made street fighter 3 you know <laughs> well they came out with uh street fighter 2 the world warrior mm -hmm. street fighter 2 champion edition mm -hmm. street fighter 2 turbo and turbo Hyper fighting. Yeah. There was Street Fighter 2, the new challengers. Oh, was that with Super Street Fighter? Yeah. Uh, well, there's Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and that was on the PlayStation and future consoles. Oh, right. Yeah. And then just this year, we saw the release of Hyper Street Fighter 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. Well, there's quite a, yeah, there's quite a few adjectives thrown around out there. So, you know, take I, your pick. I cannot tell you what any of them have different i mean I, I know what differences exist between the games but i could never begin to tell you which ones were which it yeah it depends some of them yeah i don't know well nick what kind of game is street fighter 2 the world warrior street fighter 2 is a 2d fighting game man it's the fighting game that established all the conventions that the whole genre would pretty much ape and follow for the next many years yes and in this game you are a street fighter you are not a single character you get to choose your character yeah it's uh it's a cool feature um at least in the very first one you start with a selection of eight that would later increase um at least on the super nintendo of street fighter 2 you'll get 12 characters in championship well i, I don't think that that was released on sega genesis i'm sorry but you'll still get the 12 in the turbo hyper fighting yes i played that one and then 16 in super street fighter Okay, so that's where you get the the final generation, or I guess, of guys or whatever. <laughs> now, in this game, you can jump, mm -hmm. and oddly enough, this is a uh, kind of harkens back to older Atari or Commodore games in my mind, where a lot of times up 
is jump. Not it's no longer a button press. Yeah, it's um, now in those days it was because you didn't have that many buttons. You yeah you would yeah but here you have a <laughs> lot of buttons but they're all being used. Yeah. So you know up is jump, which can take some getting used to. Now it is a uh, I would say Mario style in a way. It does have a movement to it. You can move around during your jump, and it is variable. Yeah, it's like you have to um, you know. But there is like the element where it's like if you attack when you're in the air, you are fully committed. You're not, you know, like you can't block in the air. Right. So now, do all characters have the same jump height? Uh, no. Okay. Um, different ones like uh, E Honda or Zangief Balrog. I think he has the lowest jump height, but you know, other characters, Vega, I think, and Chun Li both have high jumps. She can bounce off the walls. Different yeah. Things. You know. Cool. You know, uh, as people may remember from the Mortal Kombat podcast. <laughs> I don't have the most experience with fighting games, especially ones that don't have superheroes in them. So, <laughs> right, right. you know, I am legitimately asking these questions to Nick this time instead <laughs> of just playing the part of the uninformed observer. Womp womp. So beyond your jumping skills, you can punch and kick. Yeah, you have uh, you have three attacks for each type. Where have I heard this before? <laughs> but, you know, they started it here. And yes, you have a, a light, a medium, and a heavy punch and a... Same corresponding for the kick. Yeah, and they'll all do different attacks depending on your range, if you're crouching or in the air. Cool. Now, you can also block in this game, and it's mm -hmm. not a button. It is just simply by pressing backwards on yeah. the control stick or your control pad. Yeah, pr pressing uh, straight back will do your upper block, and then you can do a crouching block as well for lower attacks. Now, as you said, if you do press down, you duck, but you can also attack uh, low attacks when you have down pressed as well. Yeah, and I mean, you can duck under some attacks, but, um, you know, it's just another kind of a lot more variety to your moves, you know. Now, you can also throw in this game, and is that the same for every character? Uh, Kind of. Um, Like, some characters, like Zangief, have like seven throws so it's like you have a lot of different buttons you can use but for the most part it's just getting close and pressing forward and a punch button okay but i was I, a little confused by that there's and i mean sometimes you can like press back and do it that, that'll that give you a different throw hmm. if, i always had a hard time throwing i um they've changed the throw mechanic since to where now it's like you hit both your uh light punch and medium at the same time to do a throw as opposed to just being close and doing a punch because sometimes you'll just get a punch or instead right. of the throw but I mean, it, it just takes some getting used to. Now, we talked about pressing up and down and back, but this game does definitely take advantage of the eight-directional movement of a joystick or D-pad that can do so. Oh, yeah, and uh, you'll need them for doing all your, you know, the special moves. Which, that is the meat and potatoes of this game. The special moves are what makes it really cool and really unique and really starts the fighting genre off on this path. Yeah, uh, I'd never heard of any kind of inputs like this before, so it was like, what? Like, <laughs> No, it was very mind-blowing to me. And uh, due to the strangeness of these inputs, I really missed out on some uh, great attacks from a character in future Final <laughs> Fantasy game. Oh, yeah. But yeah, these special attacks all require very specific uh, timing or inputs or movements, you know, and it's, there are ones that are the same across many characters, but every character has their own unique set of moves. Yeah, and I mean, really, it's like, there's really like four special, five special moves that are just, you know, everyone has a different variety and it does a very different thing, but the inputs are generally like, it can be intimidating at first. You're like, how do you learn all these moves? And it's like, well... You only really have to learn a few per guy. and you Yeah, know, there are about four standard 
what I would call street fighter moves that I can do. And I guess we'll talk about them when we get into them later. Right, right. But, you know, I, I don't have a very good luck with uh, the more complex ones. Now, this game is all about fighting, and you fight in rounds. At the beginning of a round, you start with the same amount of health for each character. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're the biggest guy or the smallest guy, you both have an equal amount of health. Yes, but they have different durabilities. So yeah. bigger guys will typically lose less from a, a move than a normal another character would. And that health is uh, shown at the top of the screen as a bar. You see yours and the opponent's health at all times. Yeah, and you also can see the, uh, each round is timed. Yeah, and the time is right in the middle. You have, what, three minutes standard? Um, yeah, you, you, each one's 60 seconds per round, but you can uh, set that in the options. Whenever we were playing Versus, we'd always do 99 seconds, you know, just be like, it's more action. like. Yeah, yeah. But that's another strategy that, you know, it's like you can get a life edge and then just try and turtle and run away from the guy and try to wait out the timer. Yes, and, you know, if you do that, you may win, and uh, the point of this game is to win the best out of three matches. Yeah. Now, when you take your opponent's health all the way to zero, you win that match. And if you both have a blow on each other that knocks each other to zero, or time runs out and you're at the same health, <laughs> you can get a double KO and or have a draw round. Yeah, it's the most frustrating sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> then, like, this game does go into sudden death, apparently. Oh, Yeah. That's what I read. I don't know. I never oh, encountered I, it. I haven't. Um, well, you can get to. There's a final round where it's just like it doesn't matter. Like if you it's just one hit each. If you like, let's say you both got two or three, mm -hmm. you know, things, uh, double KOs in a row somehow. Or whatever. so that that's what they're referring to then. And then in that round, it's just one hit kill. Uh, I that I'm not sure. I, I don't. I haven't really encountered that. So okay. I don't know. Well, we don't know. Let us <laughs> let us know if you do know. Yeah. Can you get three double KOs, cartridge commandos? Now, if you play this game single player, you will be going through and fighting, I guess it's a random selection of enemies based on who you've picked at the beginning of the game to yeah, play Yeah, I mean, you'll go through the, like, at least in the first one, you have your eight selectable characters, so you'll always fight those, you know, one by one. Eventually, you'll have beaten them all, and then you can fight the four boss characters. And those bosses become playable in future versions of the game. Yes. Now... Another interesting aspect of this game, kind of carried over from Final Fight, was the bonus stages. Yeah, bonus stages are a lot of fun, actually. Every three rounds, is it? Yeah, something like that. You, you get, get a bonus stage. Uh, the classic one you start off with is the car. Yeah, beat up a car. And you see homages to this in many, many different uh, areas and properties. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it pops up in Scott Pilgrim. And uh, there's a wonderful episode of the cartoon Gravity Falls that features mm. a Street Fighter storyline. Oh, sweet. I, I would recommend it to anyone. Okay. I've never watched that show, but I've heard good stuff. So, uh, In this storyline, a Ryu character basically comes out of the game to help uh, the bullied <laughs> main character. Okay. But he still performs his life as if it was in-game mechanics. Gotcha. So when he encounters a car, well... It's go time. It's go time. What about barrels? Next up, you will fight a bunch of barrels. And... Um, yeah, they kind of fall, fall down. down. Yeah, yeah, you hit them in the air. They can't hit you, so watch, watch out. out. Yeah. Whoa. And then uh, the final one is uh, you're going to be fighting some flaming drums. Yep, yep. Uh, watch out. Oil drums. Yeah, yeah not like a pyramid of them. Correct. We're not talking like uh, timpani drums or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. There's no Neil Pert here. And those just give you points. Is that correct? Yeah, um, which, again, who cares? But, um, I mean, I guess I can kind of see it in arcade where it's like you could still get your name up there and yeah. In a game that was so popular and people were, you know, 
I could kind of see it back in the day, but on the Super Nintendo, who cares? <laughs> it's good practice for some special moves, though. Okay, yeah. And um, it's just a nice little break from maybe some of the harder, you know, fights. Yeah. And then there's one more nice little touch that I love, and that is between rounds when you are going from fight to fight. It shows you a nice world map. Yeah, you get a little plane that flies And you get you the Indiana Jones style, <laughs> you know, plane from place to place. I, it's a nice little touch. I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, I know you've got a lot more to say in this uh, little segment than I do, but what was your personal experience with this game? Wow. A lot of experiences, man. It really, um, like, I remember my friend describing it to me. Like, he was telling me about this. He's like, there's this new game. Like, we were at this park. His dad was having a cookout for work people. And And this was back when it was originally in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. And so he was telling me, he was like, there's six buttons. And I was like, what? And I was like, what do they all do? He's like, well, they all do these punches. And everybody's got different punches. And there's eight guys. And I'm like, well, what about the levels? There are no levels. I was like, what? Like, I I couldn't understand. Like This game did really upend a lot of mechanics that you would just thought were part of every game yeah and it was like you know there were so many you know i just i loved being able to choose your character and they all have like comparable you know different strengths and weaknesses so it was like i was hooked from the get-go now i had an almost opposite story i went to the arcade quite often as a child and i saw this in the arcade i was intrigued by its wonderful graphics and the sprites are amazing because the characters are huge but I was instantly turned off by the 50-cent price yeah. tag. Two two tokens to play this game. Now, granted, if you could continue, you only had to pay one more. Yeah. But there was always such a line that yeah. I never got to continue. And I never got to get good enough to like have the confidence to want to play anymore. Well, it was like I, there were a lot of times just spent waiting in line to play it, you know. And generally, it's like if you have one guy who's just beating a bunch of people... You know, whoever loses, whoever is the next person in line, you can continue off them, but, you uh, you know, and choose a different character. Right. So that way you're still only using one coin, but it was still like, geez. And like, not, aside from the coins, it was like, I'm only here in this arcade for an hour. How right. much of it do I want to spend in line? But man, I was, I you know, you had to try. It was like. Well, for me, <laughs> it freed up many other games that I wanted to play. So yeah, yeah. I saw it as an opportunity to really get through a bunch of other games that I maybe never had as much time on. Yeah, and it was, for me, it was like, I mean, I don't know, a year later when a friend of mine had got the original, the World Warrior, on the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So then it was like me and three friends would play all the time. That's where I actually started to get decent at it, but they were always much better. And, you know, it was a weird thing in the first one where you couldn't choose the same character. Right. I think you can put a code in to do that, but... You know, so it was like me as the youngest one in my group of friends. It was like I was last to get to pick all my guys. So I was always like Dalsim and who I didn't care. I thought he was the coolest because I was like, his arms stretch out. He's got magic powers. Like, right. ah, whatever. But Fire breath. Yeah, it was like him and E. Hondo or Zangief. So, but eventually I started because I was like, I can't do a dragon punch. I'm just sticking with these guys. And right. Slowly. Later, I would actually own Super Street Fighter as well as Street Fighter Alpha 2 for the Super Nintendo. Now, the home version, I did play at a friend's house, and I remember, you know, okay, cool, they rented it. It was a fun little time for that little bit. And then I hadn't really played it again until meeting you in high school. And oh, right. the copy that was at our friend Bill's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was one of the many uh, SNES games that got pulled out late at night and goofy. Yeah, just messing around, yeah. Yeah, and, and therefore, that was really my first introduction to really playing the game, and, uh, well... I've been losing to you ever since, Nick. (laughs) 
So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game then? Um, well, uh, I played all three of the Super Nintendo versions a bit for yeah, a couple hours and just now, messed around with it. You one know. other note, you are still very current with Street Fighter, correct? Well, I don't play as much 5, but I did a lot for 4, so, so 5 is the newest. But. Right. But you do have a familiarity with all versions at this point. Yeah, yes. And, um, I mean, this was different, though, because I'm going back to a D-pad where since, the, you know, I used to actually prefer it, but now it's like I've bought a fight stick, so I'm, I've adapted to that, and uh, it's, so it's kind of weird going back. But Yeah, it was weird for me, too, because I also, I prefer a stick uh, for these fighting games. I can do the half circles and whatnot a lot easier in yeah. the arcade setting than I can with a D-pad. So how many times did you play it total? I mean, I probably played each of them for, I'll say, I'll say three times. I spent a night with each of them, basically, okay. and played it for two hours. That's so. what I, I did three times as well. And, um, you know, the first two times were just to kind of get through all the characters, figure out some moves, see how I like to play them. Right, right. And then the third time was me playing with my son. Oh, nice. But not giving him any prep time <laughs> so that I could try to go through the whole list and beat him with every character. Oh, right on. But it didn't really work out that well. He eventually started figuring out moves for his guys. Uh, and then, you know, I had like three slots I could never really, right, really right. fill. I but did, we, we did have a good time playing it. Yeah. Um, I only I did beat it once, but I kind of cheated because in the very first one, if you get to... And Bison's pretty tough, but if you use... Their, there's kind of a cheat with Chun-Li. You can do this head stomp move she does, and it just confuses the AI, and they just keep getting hit by it. So I cheaped out. I was like, I'm going to beat it with somebody. So I did not. I did not beat it with anyone, and I didn't even try. It's not you, the... Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's one thing I have found is that while I can enjoy a fighting game, I will almost never enjoy its single-player mode, right. especially before there is any semblance of a story or anything like that. It's only good for practice, really. Exactly. So, you know, I, I went through just to try out, you know, the different characters, but I wasn't about to sit down and try to beat my head against this game till I beat it. Well, Nick... This game was on the Super Nintendo and by Capcom, a really respected publisher. Yes. How did they do with this instruction manual? Because I feel like it really has a lot of work cut out for it. it well, it does. And I think they did a good job. Um, at least the World Warrior is, you know, it's coming in at 35 pages. Oh, wow. Full color. Um, oh, nice. There's artwork in it, but um, it's a lot of like, it's more similar to the box art, if you know, where people do these semi-serious paintings of right, these yeah. cartoon characters that I feel like looks really weird, but eh, whatever. Um, it goes through and explains all your buttons and the, kind of the concepts of the game in case you didn't know what was up. And But fully half of it is just character by character, tells you all the moves. And gives you little drawings that show you what they look like. But... Now, is it laid out better than the Mortal Kombat instruction manual? <laughs> yes, yeah, totally. It's a much more logical presentation. Okay, and, okay. Uh, and then, I mean, for the other ones, it's just it's the same format. You know, and you get a little background information and their blood type, which everybody cares about. Interesting. And, Did um, G.I. Joe do that? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I I, that's, that's a big thing. I think there's like, there's a big, th blood type's a big thing in Japan, I guess, because uh, I, I I read an article about it once, and because uh, I was like, "Why do they do this in so, all these games?" And it's like, I feel like there's some sort of uh, almost superstitious thing attached to it. Okay, but, 
Uh, either way, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, and there's some backstory for the guys. But... So how many moves do they tell you, like are the special moves for each character? Um, well, all of them. Like each guy usually has what two or three or they yeah. don't they don't there's no like discover your own but oh so they, they just straight up tell you everyone's move set yes oh How, that's great however but they don't really get into their normal attacks as much like because there's a huge variety of normals across all the characters right. so you know like I would remember looking in game magazines EGMs or you know when they'd have these huge grids of like if you're this close and you press this button it does this and this and this so you know there's a lot of variety still to discover in just your normal attacks. Awesome. Now, memos? Uh, no memos, but you do get a sweet swag offer in the back where uh, you can get some merch, Street Fighter merch. There's a volleyball hat. You could get a watch, a patch. Uh, oh, a watch. A shirt, uh, some, a poster, and there was like stickers, trading cards, all this stuff, man. That sounds pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. It's there for you for $9.95 and $19.90. So. That sounds like a great deal. Not 20 bucks for that crappy watch, though. I'll tell you that. Sorry, oh. watch people of Capcom. <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, once again, we find ourselves in the general chat portion of our show. And yes, we do. And I'd like to start by saying that this game really holds up quite well as a two-player experience. Yeah, man. Um, And after playing, you know, Mortal Kombat, I was like... I was kind of worried where I was like, is this game going to be so slow? Like, uh, no, not at all. I mean, the first one, the World Warrior is a little sluggish. A little bit. But if you're playing the Turbo Hyper or Super versions, they're not nearly as bad. They do have a tiny load time. Yeah. Well, and, you know, uh, another thing worth noting is that, you know, in the Super NES Mini, we get the Turbo Hyper one. Yes. But the Famicom Mini got the Super Street Fighter. And what is the difference? Well, the Super version it has the four final characters in it. okay but uh some people uh and i can kind of see it prefer the turbo hyper because you, you can actually bump up the speed of it like you have up to four stars of turbo okay that you can apply to speed it up and it's hard to it can be hard to control if, you know if but if you want to rise up to it you can but it, it allows you to kind of configure it just right okay yeah i was really surprised at how well the sprites held up on the Super Nintendo. Now, the arcade version still looks amazing, of course. Right. But the Super Nintendo version really looks good. Yeah, and I mean, um, while the first one, uh, the very first one doesn't have that many voice clips, the later ones, you start getting, you know, you have the full, uh, you know, say the names of the locations, you know, Brazil and all that. But it's like, I love really early digitized voices and stuff, and they sound pretty good. Especially on the Super Nintendo. I feel like it's the perfect uh, crossroads of fidelity and, uh, you know, they had just enough memory, I guess, to, to make it sound like a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. But then there's like, a lot of them sound like just Japanese gibberish, which is hilarious in its own way. So, while we're in the general chat, Eric, so did you uh, have any favorite characters here when you were playing? Feel any guys out? or I did. And, you know, for the longest time, my go-to character has always been Chang Li. Okay. Because she's just easy. Like, you don't have to know much. You One of her best moves, you just repeat hitting a button for. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I I found myself playing Dalsim a bit more. Okay. I, I really was enjoying him. I find he's really trollish, you know. Like, Very much so, man. And then and just messing with my son, I really enjoyed him the most. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. He really he, he really latched on to Vega. Okay, yeah. Played with him a great bit. Uh, the speed of Vega I found rather uh, disturbing. It's oh, he hard has to go a across. Really weird jump too. Like it's mm-hmm. a it's a high but not a very long jump, and but it's real quick. Like the one that really surprised me that I played with a lot was uh, Sagat. Okay, yeah. Because he is so fast. Yeah, like creepily so that, you know, 
you can really just mess people up without them having a time, having the time to to get their bearings or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he was one of my early favorites. Like uh, once I could figure out and do all the moves, I I kind of started. I was like Ken and Sagat were my favorite guys, mm-hmm. and then later I started getting into more like Charge Blanca and eh, to a lesser degree Honda. And yeah, see, I can't. The Charge is, is a, a, still a problem for me. It's not, yeah, it's, uh, and well, in the later versions, I believe in the turbo one, it actually, you can do the reverse charge too, where if you have to charge back, you just, you can do, do the, the opposite. opposite, which means you can charge while you're walking forward. So that's oh. a big strategic uh, shift there. Cool. Now I will say I definitely preferred playing this game two player. It is one of those games that it just shines as a two player game and it, it's really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just there to hang around with your friends, you know, beat each other up, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, but it's you can it's technical enough to where it can get really competitive too if if everyone's into it. But right, I'm not quite to that. I'm not a I'm not a combo guy. Now, another interesting thing in this game is that you know you do play as different characters, and every character has its own ending. Yeah, yeah. But there are just you know what one quick scene, a still frame, generally, yeah. And some this, text. Um, as the series would go on, you'll get more you know backstory or kind of continuity heavy stuff. One of the things I liked about Mortal Kombat was it was like after each one, you know, like when Mortal Kombat 2 comes out, they're like the first tournament's over, it Liu was, Kang won, right. and this is what happened, and here, you know, but they just keep kind of adding more guys, you know, it's a different different feel. And I think we would also be remiss to not talk about any of the pop culture influences this game had. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I that was one thing, too, where I was like, what is this blood sport of the game? Like, right. or, you know, like, it was, I, I can't believe it took this long to, to think of this concept, you know? like. Well, and then it was just a few short years before they ruined this concept as its own movie. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and... Uh, Which I saw in the theater. Really? I, I've never seen it, like... You've never seen no, it? No, no. I was oh, like, that looks awful, like... Man, we really need to watch this I, now. I know, I know, I really should, because, you know, I hear Raul Julia tries his best. Well, he understands that he is in a goofy, goofy as heck <laughs> movie, and he just hams it straight up. How can now, he not? The American Guile, played by Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> he doesn't understand what movie he's in. No. And no. then you also have a bunch of bizarre people in there you wouldn't expect. You have Kylie Minogue as yeah, Cammie. Yeah, yeah. You know, long before American audiences knew her. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I, I've done a little reading about the making of that movie, and it like they really like got screwed. Like where it was like the guy was like, "I want to make this movie, but I'm only going to have four of the characters in it." And they're like, "Okay, it'll be like it'll just be about like Ryu and stuff." And then they're like, "No, you got to have this guy. He's from America. You got to have these guys." Then the toy companies, and so this poor guy like at one point they had to make these fake tanks to look like these repurposed GI Joe vehicles that went into the crappy G.I. Joe Street Fighter line. Like, it's wow. it's actually a really long, sordid tale. So look that up, and that segues quite nicely into the fact that they did make figures for this game, but they weren't their own figures. They were G.I. Joe three and a quarter inch yeah. figures. Which, I mean, I, I love G.I. Joe little guys. They're very posable and stuff, but this I, I, that's the wrong fit for Street Fighter, I feel like. There was also an anime, I think. I never saw any of it. I did. Um, it's pretty trashy from what I remember. I mean, there's a scene where Vega fights Chun-Li and fights her clothes off, so that lets you know what you're getting into there. So, well, If that's your thing, I guess good luck. <laughs> and they all draw them with weird feet. Watch out for that. <laughs> okay. There's not only Street Fighter the movie, but there's Street Fighter the movie The Game, which is uh, all digitized pictures of people. It looks like a Mortal Kombat version of the Street Fighter movie right. game like it's so crappy too it's really bad stay I, away from that one guys. i have seen that and i doubt i will ever play it <laughs> it's good to know that it exists 
All right, well, this is the part of the show where we usually take a game level by level. And while we could sit here and describe the backgrounds of every level in the game, <laughs> that would be fairly useless. Although I will say, this game does have some wonderful stages and some really fun backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll mention them with each fighter, because each fighter has their own special stage. And it makes way more sense to talk about this game fighter by fighter, which we will begin now with, I guess, what many people would consider the main character of the series... <laughs> Ryu himself, or Ryu. Yeah, yeah. I I saw the word Ryu for many years before I ever heard it, so I still fall back and say Ryu sometimes. So my apologies, guys. But uh, now that games can say their own names, you know, I know it's supposed to be Ryu. But well, C-R-E's in Y's episode. No matter how hard we tried, I think at least five times in there we said the word Wise. We are but mortal men. Without, e- without even noticing. Yeah, yeah, um... But, you know, he is your main character, your classic karate gi-wearing dude. Now, he's a little more, you know, badass than your average karate man. His sleeves are gone. Yeah, yeah. But he is wearing your standard Rambo issue red headband. Yes, and uh, actually he got that from Ken. Oh. Which you'll find out in the Street Fighter Alpha series, which is actually a prequel series to this timeline, so. Oh, interesting. Where it's like you start and he has a white headband and Ken has a red one. And then at the end, he went, or Ken gives him the red one. And that's why Ken does not have one in this game. All right. But yeah, he's uh, him uh, and Ken. We can kind of cross over since they're effectively palette swaps in this, especially in the first one. They start to deviate in hyper fighting and super. Okay. With different moves. But they both have the standard uh, Shotokan, as they say, uh, three special moves of the Hadouken fireball. Yes, your classic fireball. And how do you do that, Nick? That's a uh, quarter circle forward. Starting at the bottom, you rotate to the front. Mm -hmm. One of the moves I can do. Yeah, and then uh, you can use, by hitting uh, different uh, strengths of button, you will do a different speed of fireball. Which is a lot of fun, too, where you can get in these games where you're shooting the fast ones, and they keep hopping them, and then you throw throw a slow one out there, and they might jump too early. and it'll. I I didn't even know that. Yeah. I always thought it was just the fast one. Yeah. um, Or the, the... Short. That's what I always would do. Oh, yeah? The slow? Or... I guess that's slow. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they're all different speeds, so... Oh, so um, is a heavy punch faster? Yeah, it's the fastest one, and then you have a... Do you take longer to shoot it out? No, it's just the speed it travels. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, you can you can get some tricks in there, mind games. That's my favorite parts of this. So what else does Mr. Uh, Ryu have up his sleeve? Well, uh, for his other special moves, you have... Well, you have the hurricane kick. Yes. Which is like a backwards fireball with a kick button. And yeah. Then you'll do a, a spin kick where you float forward. It's uh, pretty cool looking. Yeah, you get a couple hits off of it. Uh, so it's uh, it's pretty useful in a way. I don't know. Anyway. All right. I know his next move is one of it's it's the possibly most complicated move that I can pull off. Yeah. Well, this there was a barrier for me to do the dragon punch. Or... It wasn't until I think uh, Marvel versus Capcom two that I could do it with. Yeah. Regularity. Oh right. Yeah. It's a uh, and I mean I can still say this that on a D pad I can definitely do these moves facing left better as opposed to the right, like the dragon right. punches, fireballs. So I, I would always try to be player two for that reason. The but. dragon punch is like a magical uppercut. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and you do that by a forward down and then down forward. So it's kind of a little tricky wiggle, but, and then a punch and you will do and different strengths of punch. will do different heights of dragon punch. Oh, cool. Well, he does have some cool normals that I would use a lot. Like he has the sweet, the double hit axe kick if you're real close and you hit a roundhouse button or your, I'm sorry, strong kick. It'll do a double hit where he hits you like on the way up and down. Okay. And then his, uh, like his crouching fierce punch is a great uppercut. Like if you can't do 
a dragon punch, it's almost as good, <laughs> like, because it's got a good range on it. Now, the one difference that you will find is that Ryu is from Japan, and his stage reflects that. Oh, yeah, well, it's like there's like a dojo. There's those, like, stands you can break in the back. Some stages, I don't think it does extra damage. It's just there to be cool. But Yeah, that is another thing I didn't mention, is that there are some little interactive elements with the backgrounds. Now, they don't affect the gameplay, but they are awesome. Yeah, and nice little touch, man. Ken is from the good old... U.S. of A. Yeah, he's in the red gi, and uh, well, they have the same moves essentially. Um, you know, they're slightly different. I believe that uh, Ryu is supposed to be slightly faster and okay. slightly stronger. But as you go on, at least that's in the World Warrior. In you know, in our you know later ones, you'll see Ken starts to get his dragon punch changes and gets stronger. He gets fire coming out of his arm, and he shoots forward in this weird arc. Hmm. Uh, Ryu later, his fireballs speed up. He okay. gets you know, it's kind of like they both go on this path where Ryu's like fireballs. He's like dragon punches, and, and that reflects in uh, throughout all the other games, too. All right. Now, Ken's level is uh, notable for... Well, you just uh, that's with the Corvette. There's some dude oh, ladies yeah, no, out I, there. You know, I do remember that one. Pumping arms. The classic. Uh, and that's another thing. You know, This game started that two to three frames of animation in that background, so there's yeah. a lot of people pumping their fist in the air. Yeah, man. Clapping, waving. Very. They have a lot of endurance, so they can keep it up for a long time. They can. You know who else has a ton of endurance? My old go-to, Miss Chun-Li. Oh, yeah. Um, Chun-Li's... Uh, she's from the, China. Yes, and she's... Wearing she a, a kind of stereotypical Chinese outfit. Yeah, yeah. She has that weird, like, ceremonial gi thing. Or it's not a gi. I don't know. But whatever it is, um, she's a, a pretty big badass. Like, she's the strongest woman in the world. Yes. And coolly, or interestingly enough, she's actually like a, an Interpol agent. Who's oh. investigating the Shadow Lou criminal organization, which is run by M. Bison. So oh. there's a little story there. Like, I think Ryu and Ken are just trying to avenge their dead master, Shang Long. And then eventually, Chun Li got her own movie, which oh, yeah, I, I, I barely remember it existing. I, yeah, I forgot about that. With the girl from Smallville, right? Yeah, yeah. I never saw it. Lana Lang herself. Yeah. Um, now, Chun Li, she is best known for the lightning leg. Yeah which is uh, one of the few, there's a couple moves where it's just you rapidly hit a kick button and she will start doing these glowing, uh, sweet attack, uh, kicking attacks yeah, it's over like and over. You're man. kicking so fast that it's a blur, ca- cartoon style. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty awesome and can do a lot of damage if you can hit them more than once, you know? Especially if they're jumping down into you. That's that's my time to shine with that move. That's where, like, if you can combo into it from, like, a ducking kick and then before they can block, you can get a couple hits, do a lot of damage. Cool. Now, how much damage does her spinning bird kick do? Um, well, not as much. This is, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you can hit multiple times with it, it's just like um, the hurricane kick, except she's upside down. Right. And yeah. although it is also a charge move, it has a different input. You, it does look kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah, because you're just totally flying forward like a helicopter. It's pretty funny. Yeah, your feet are the blades of a helicopter <laughs> as your body is hanging from it. That's how strong she is, man. Yeah, those thighs, man. They can, they can propel. But, um... Yeah, and that's a charge you have to hold down the button, the direction down mm-hmm. for two seconds, and then you can press up and a kick, and she will do. Yeah, that's why I always did it on accident. I believe the, uh, and when I would play as her, this wasn't one of my go-to moves, but right, at least not with the D-pad. <laughs> now, what about her heel stomp? That's, uh, okay, that's the move I was kind of talking about. That's This is weird, because it's like, you just press down, I think, a medium kick uh-huh. in the air. Maybe it's light, I'm not sure, but she'll do a special kind of head stomp, and that you can hit people multiple times. Like if you get them while they're jumping back, you'll kind of juggle through them. Cool. So it's a, it's a pretty useful, uh, it's a cool attack. Now, she does have 
some different throws. Is that correct? She does an air throw? Yes, she's one of the few, and this is one of her biggest advantages, I think, is the air throw. Most people cannot do them, but she has one which is awesome because you can just grab them in the air and chuck them down. It does a lot more damage than a normal attack would do in the air, So, and it's like a knockdown, so it resets, controls the flow. Awesome. I believe by Turbo Hyper, she'll have her Kikoken, which is she has a fireball, which is a charge attack. Yes. Where it's, it's like the Sonic Boom, where you'll charge back and then hit forward in a punch, so... I did that one on accident, and and I surprised and confused <laughs> my son and myself. Like, what? We both did not realize that Chun Li had a fireball. Yeah, it was, well, it's it's an addition. She doesn't in the the very first one. Right now, Isa said she is from China, and her background stage. Yeah, you're in like a village or a city kind of square. There's lots of people on bicycles going by, and nothing too crazy in this one. No, no. But if you want a little bit crazier, we move on to the character of E Honda. Yes, Edmund Honda. Really. Yeah, I think Edmund. he's like half British, like from Hong Kong type situation. Oh, I yeah. see. I remember checking his story because he was just like, uh, he gets to be a Yokozuna and then he's uh, infuriated that the rest of the world doesn't consider sumo a real sport. So he's going to prove it by winning the tournament. Now, he is an interesting character for sure because he is very large. Yes, he's huge. But he can still move around pretty quickly for a sumo-sized man. Yeah, um, and he does have the highest durability of any of the characters, so he will take a little less damage than even Zangi for anyone else. Okay, and he also has one of those uh, rapid button press moves, the hundred hand slap. Yeah, where he just starts going crazy and just and then starts smacking stuff. These are the moves you want when you're beating up the car. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's pretty funny looking, too. It's strong, and I mean, I feel like it's got a little more range than Chun-Li's kick. But you know what it's not fun, as funny looking as? That would be the Sumo Torpedo. Yes, I love the Sumo Torpedo, man. It's uh, it's pretty strong and fast. I think I think you like it so much you sent me a sound effect of it here. I might have. <laughs> yes, um, and that's a good one to use as an anti-air, kind of. like. Okay. If you hit them, uh, you can hit people... When they're coming in from the air, like right at the beginning animation, so it just looks like you do a flip in place, kind of. But it's uh, it's pretty strong, and uh, your again speed and length is determined by the strength of the punch you use. Now he's a little different as a character because he has some kind of grab attacks. Yeah, you have uh, well, you he has one of the characters who has a an actual yeah he'll grab you and just keep squeezing you. It's like hug attack, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, that'll do a decent amount of damage, and and he has a throw as well. Doesn't he do a knee one as well if you don't do oh, a punch? Yeah, yeah, he does. He does have a knee. Um, so when you grab, grapple. you can either go in for a punch, which is that one, or you can knee him if you do a kick. Yeah, it depends on yeah depending on which button you hit, it'll do a different different one. Um, later in the turbo hyper version, he gets his uh, another special move, which is like a weird swan dive, like he shoots up in the air and then comes down. I want to see land that. on you. It's uh it's pretty funny, but <laughs> now his level is what a bathhouse. Yeah, yeah, with the but it's got like animated paintings. It's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. It's cool. He does have some really sweet normal moves, though. Like, my favorite is just his normal standing uh, strong punch. Is this huge overhead chop. Like, yes. the hitbox on that is so big and it's so strong. It's like Cheese City, man. You can hit people from that are behind you, like, jumping over you, and you'll still clip them. Like, trust me, man. It's worth it. Check it out. Good to know. Now, maybe, you know, E. Honda is just too realistic of a character for you. This British, <laughs> gentlemanly sumo character. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you want to pick a... A creature from the jungle. Oh, yes. Blanca himself. Yes, mysterious Blanca from Brazil. And uh, to them, Brazil is like the jungle. Yeah, you're just out in the middle of the Amazon, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got a cool stage though. You know, it's like you got the treehouse thing, and yeah, you're you're on the treehouse is where you're fighting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's a weird green creature. Um, I believe the story is that he was just like abandoned or from a plane that landed there, and somehow he turned into a monster over the years and got magic powers. However, it worked. Uh, Different story than the movie, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorites now. It wasn't so much growing up, but he was definitely my main guy in Street Fighter Four. So. Um, he was not my favorite ever or now because from what I can tell, most of his moves are charge based. Yes, he does. He has, I uh, cannot do them. Well, he has this rolling attack where that's not, that's just a, like a half circle, right? I think that's a charge. Or, or is um, that a charge? Yeah. Or um, maybe I'm just so bad at doing half circles that I, <laughs> I pull it off as a charge. It's tough to, well, I mean, they can't overlap. It's weird, but yeah. he has this forward ball. Um, which I like to use like a, one of the classic tricks is to do the, the jab, the weak punch one, cause it's real short. And if you land right in front of them, then you can go into a head bite or a throw. Okay. Tricksy. Or maybe you could turn on the electric thunder. Yeah. That's uh just like E Honda. Just start jamming on your, uh, punch buttons and you'll start just crouching and emitting lightning, which will hit anyone and knock and them down anywhere. That's this, this is the cheese move of the game. Yeah. I mean, because they can't even hit you from the back or in anything. That's why, unless, you know, they, if they have fireballs, that's the way when you do it, or they can just wait you out. I think some characters, if you have the right sweep, they can get underneath it, but generally you just want to stick away from it. Right. <laughs> he also gets a, uh, upwards ball i believe in the hyper one which yeah. comes out at a huge angle and that's great for hitting people jumping at you or away it's now, a really fast range what's up with his headbutt attack his um i believe it's the medium punch at close range but it's a pretty sweet like metal like ugh, like double headbutt it's a two hit it's a uh, just nice. off a normal punch yeah yeah just close range um and he, then he also has a, a pretty extended grab move yeah he has to grab you and he'll he'll get up on your chest and start biting your face repeatedly it's pretty awesome uh, you can get, you know, much like the E Honda's hug move, you know, it's one of those grapple attacks. Gotcha. And he's got a, a really great ducking uh, strong punch because it's this weird, like, forward uppercut thing that's got a, it's a really long, beautiful hitbox. Like, you can hit people when you, they wouldn't think you can. So I use that a lot. Again, got to trick them. Got to trick them. You don't have to trick me when you're playing, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, now, one character I did play a little bit with, uh, but still not my favorite, that's Mr. Zengief. Yeah, Zengief, um, he's fun to play because, I mean, his normal moves are very powerful. Uh, he's got a lot of throws. You can uh, you can get away with a lot with him. Um, he also has the strongest move in the game. And they're also extra goofy looking. Which, is, Well, yeah, I mean, some of his, he has a head bite, just like Blanca. Mm -hmm. The stomach pump, that's one of my favorites, where he's just grabbing you and like, what a cruel thing to do to someone. You can get a pile driver, back body slam, lots of sweet wrestling moves. Spinning pile driver? Yeah, well, the spinning pile driver is, uh, you know, that's a, a full, to do that, it's a full 360 degrees, and then you hit a punch. So it's kind of tricky to do, although you can kind of do a shortcut where if you do a quarter or a half circle back, and then you just skip over right back to forward, Yeah, you can get away with it. I can't, I've never been able to master it, so most of my spinning pile drivers I would do by jumping at someone and then doing the circle while I'm in the air. So when I land, that's when I complete the circle and do the grab. Gotcha. It's not very effective. But if you do get them, it's like it'll do like a third of their life. I think you only have to do three nice. of those to totally kill someone. And then his classic move is the spinning clothesline. Yeah, the spinning lariat. That's I think you just what you hit all three punches, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, in later versions, you can start to move forward. And I think fireballs go through it. So oh, watch cool. out, guys. Uh, 
Now, he's got a cool factory level. That's because he is from the USSR. That's right. That's dating this game is for old as F because they're still a Soviet Union. They are. And yeah, it's a cool, you know, very Soviet looking factory. And we should say that uh, his ending also features a cameo from the one and only Mikhail Gorbachev who comes out and then they both do the little Russian dance. With, they kick their legs out. It, I think it's my favorite ending of all of them. But Wow, I, I think I need to see that <laughs> one. Now, swinging back to the good old U.S. of A., our next character is Guile. Yeah, and Guile has several powers, one of which is bizarre hair. It's kind yeah. of awesome what he's like. I, he's the, like, I want a flat top, but I want some shade, too. So He wants the <laughs> ultimate flat top. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what I think of. Yeah. Now, he is a member of the U.S. Air Force? Yeah, Um. He hangs out around jets a lot. He yes, well that's yeah the stage. I, are you on an aircraft carrier? I think, or is it just an airbase? It's hard to say. I don't remember. I just remember the jets. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's got a little backstory where it's like he's some kind of agent with mm-hmm. his friend Charlie, and they were both on some mission. And then I think Charlie died on the way out, and like they were going after him bison. So he's got a little more story going on. Yeah, and he also is you know for a military character borders on having a little bit of magic. Yeah, well, yeah, you get the sonic boom, which is a, a charge attack again where you hold back for a second or two and then forward in a punch. And he kind of brings his hands together and makes this little spinning yellow fireball attack thing. Yes. It's pretty cool. Um, it's, you know, it's not like a fireball, though, where you can just keep spamming them out. So you really have to be like, you either have to know your timing if you want to keep up. If you get in a fireball war with someone, yeah, like you're probably going to lose. Okay. And then what else can this man do? Uh, well, he has his flash kick, which is all about is the, the kicks. One. This is, yeah, charging down and then pressing up, and a kick will give you this is his big anti air, which is like a huge backflip. And he has a huge, like, shieldish looking thing coming off his leg that, you know, there's a giant hitbox. It's almost the whole screen. Like, now, Guile has a lot of really neat uh, normal moves, too. He's got, mm-hmm. like, the double sweep. If you hit a strong, if you're crouching and you hit the strong kick, it's like he does a sweep, but he comes back around again. And you'll get two hits out of it. You can trick some people with that. Now, he also does a, an air throw as well. Yeah, he has an awesome air throw with, like, I think he has two, actually, because he has the backdrop, mm-hmm. where it's like he holds you on his shoulder, which is my favorite, and there's yeah. one where he th- just chucks you down out of the air as well. Yes. Both awesome. I can't say enough about the air throws. And I also would like to note that he also, if you can't get out your flash kick fast enough, he has uh, the best uppercut in the game, like just crouching his uh, his strong punch uppercut is like huge range. It's, it's really good. All right. And then finally, in the original player roster, we have my new favorite, Mr. Dalsim himself. Dalsim. Dalsim is from India, and uh, it's kind of like a weird... He's a yoga wizard? or Yeah, <laughs> yoga master. Yeah, um, he's got the skulls to prove it, mm-hmm. and uh, he can and he breathe can... fire. So And his limbs stretch about five, you know... You, know, you can get feet, him almost 10 feet yeah, out of his body. It's bizarre. Um, and he has a lot of great ones, like his, you know, his strong, his standing uh, strong kick. Or um, That's my favorite. Yeah, you can knock people out of the air. My like, son hated it so it, much. It's so, like, as long as you just keep that distance, you can keep jumping back and yeah. kicking them. Like, they... They can never get into the air at all if you time it right. No, it's like, you have to use, like, a dragon punch or fireballs or something to get, you know, it's really yeah. frustrating. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. But, but he it, has, I think, more moves than the average character, too. Yeah, well, he's got um, well, he's got his yoga flame. Which is the, now, is that just the fire breathing? Well, yeah, that's the big flame. Right. Where it's like a, 
uh, half circle forward, where you go from back to forward in a But he also has a fireball. Yeah, which if you just do the quarter circle, you get that. So that gives you some range, which is nice. Then you have, uh, well, all of his crazy long-ranged moves, punches, kicks, that kind of stuff. Uh, Which there are many. He has uh, a really cool slide. Oh, yeah. He's one of the few that have a slide, uh, especially in the early one. And the slides are awesome because you can go underneath a fireball or certain other attacks, and it'll trip the other guy. And then uh, what is this drill kick or yoga mummy? Those are, um, if you're in the air and you press down and I think it's medium punch or kick. Like the kick, you'll do this like where you do it. It's like a spin attack, like where you're like your arms are crossed and you're spinning like a drill. Yeah. And you, you'll come down at an angle. Oh, I can imagine it. And if you do, the yoga mummy is the same, but it's like your head first and it's more of a forward angle, a shallower one. That you wow. can use to cover some distance there. I feel like I need to put some more time in with this guy. Well, in the later ones, he gets the yoga teleport, which is really awesome because I believe it's a backwards dragon punch. But depending on which, you have to hit a combination, you have to hit a punch and a kick. And depending on the combination of the one, it's like a grid across the screen so you can control where you reappear. That's that's a little too much. I, I was too much I, uh, no, That was not my book of tricks, but it's something I respect. And, you know, Dalsim's level is uh, very stereotypical of India. There's some elephants hanging yeah. out. They're, and, they're going nuts back there too. They are. It's like one of the more active background levels I've found. Like, and and because of that, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw a thing where you can't see it, but there's actually windows going to a night sky, but the elephants are in the way. Weird. I saw it on a website that was talking about that stuff. I was like, huh. Now the next four characters were not playable in the first version of this game, but you then could play them and. As at this point, they're just considered normal yeah. characters of the game. It started uh, in Championship Edition. That was the big thing, was these four came out as playables. Yes, and the first one is Balrog. And we are not talking Lord of the Rings here. Yes, um, well, you know, and there's some interesting naming conventions here because he was originally in Bison to yes. parody Mike Tyson. Yes, he is an African-American boxer that looks quite similar to <laughs> Mike Tyson. But... Uh, they feared litigation, so they swapped the names around. In Japan, I believe, he is, uh, well, yeah, he's in Bison in Japan. Yes. And we'll, we'll get to yeah. all the switcheroos when they, we get they to They rotated three of these names around. So. It's interesting that, you know, they weren't afraid of the J.R.R. Tolkien estate suing them. <laughs> yeah. Or H.R. Geiger ever, but, man, they uh, were like, we cannot piss off no, Iron no. Mike Tyson. No, man. We know what it'll do to you. True. Now, he is a boxer from the U.S. of A. Yes, and uh, he is my most hated opponent. Really? Balrog's, in the hands of a, a true human, like, Balrog sucks, man, because... Well, he, he is, is very strong. He's very strong, and his punch, he's not really that, he's slow moving. He has a he has the weakest jump, and is, is he's almost as slow as he Honda walking, but right. he has the, well, first he has his charging punch. Okay. Where if you just hold back for a second, hit forward and punch, you'll come flying across, like, you know, with, his arm is so long, and yeah, he so does strong, have... like crazy range it sucks on all his punches then a few use yeah and again he doesn't have any kicks even his kick buttons also do punches Mm -hmm. now he also has a dashing uppercut yeah and uh, it's the same but you use a a kick instead of a punch then what is the deal with his turnaround punch that's a weird charge move where you hold down all three punches and the longer you hold the stronger it is and then is that when he like kind of does like a spin around yeah and you'll you'll say a number he'll be like two or three and that's how many seconds I think you can go up to three, and that's really strong. That might actually be a strong or possibly stronger than the spinning pile driver now that I think about it. But he's just a very frustrating character because he's he's tough, 
could take a lot of damage, and he's not as slow as I wish he was. And then finally, he does have uh, what is it a, a a buffalo headbutt? Yeah, yeah. Um, much like the you know, it's just one of those grapple attacks, but it's kind of cool because he just picks you up like by the scruff of your neck, I guess, and is just bashing your into his head. All right, it's neat. And then his his level. Yeah, you're in Vegas. It's like a casino background. There's right. some people in cars. Yeah, maybe he's a greeter in his off time. Yeah, yeah. Well, up next we have my son's favorite, and that is Vega, the man from Spain. Yeah, I I never played Vega back in the day, but now I really like him. He was one of my big big guys in in four and in uh, replays of this because he's uh he's a lot of weird tricky moves, and that's what I look for. Now he uh, was named Balrog in the Japanese version. Don't know why. It doesn't make any makes he as much sense. I guess is yeah. kind of like a bullfighter, but instead of a cape. He has Wolverine claws. Yeah, well, he has a claw, yeah. And then he also wears a mask. Because his face is so beautiful, you must protect it. Oh, I see. And uh, you can knock the claw off if you punch it enough. Yeah, does that decrease his attack? Yes, and his range is greatly inhibited as well. So It's kind of a bummer then. Yeah, it's... It's the price you pay for having the cheating with a weapon, I guess. I guess so. The claw. Now, I did use him a bit, uh, but not as much as I wanted to because my son was mainly playing with him. And yeah. he does have, like, a lot of movement attacks. Yeah, yeah. He has, uh, well, he's got his, like, rolling attack. Yeah. Which is like a, if you charge back and then forward and punch, I believe. He'll do a roll. He'll do a couple rolls. It'll hit them up to three or four times, I think, where it's like he rolls and hits you and then sticks his claw out at the end. Pretty cool. Then he does a, a series of backflips. Yeah, um, if you, I think you just hit all three kicks to activate, mm-hmm. and he'll do his backflip. That will you're invincible while you're doing it. So fireballs will go through you, and no one can hit you. Oh, that's wonderful! It's like a dodge. Now he also can do an off the wall move. Yeah, he can. Uh, yeah, which we, I meant to mention in Chun Li, but you can anytime if you just jump back and you're on the back wall and you you have to time it kind of weird. But right when you get to the wall, you hit forward and jump, and you'll you'll bounce off it. Although he can do it with an attack. Yeah. Well, yeah, he has a special attack where it's like you hold down, you charge down for two seconds, then up in a punch will give you, he'll hit the wall and then come swooping down. You can steer this to either side of the opponent. And by pressing an attack button, he'll do his uh, claw slash. If you're close enough, he'll turn it into a body drop. He'll grab you and do a backflip. Now, is that the one they call the Screaming Eagle? Uh, I'm not sure about the actual name. I just saw that name and I I really liked it. Now, that, uh, his jump off the wall attack, if you're in Spain with the cage in the background, you can actually jump onto the cage, crawl around on it, and jump off it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And we should note that you are in basically a cage match yeah. if you are in Spain at his level. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of coming from him being a boss character. Let me rephrase like... that. I think it's more of a Hell in a Cell style match. Yeah, you're right. You can't yeah. climb out the top. No way. You're in it to win it. But yeah, since he was a boss guy, you know, that was like his special thing for the stage, I think. And I mean, when you're playing against other people, I guess you get a slight advantage there. But he also has a great slide. I think it's even longer than Dulcim's and, okay. and an air throw. Man, this guy has it all. No, he does. That's uh, I didn't like him as a kid, but once I realized, like, man, I, I, I like the cut of his jib. Well, you know who's been cut up in the jib a little more? <laughs> That'd be the next fighter, Mr. Sagat himself. Yes. Hailing uh, from Thailand. One of my original favorites. Uh, Lots of scars on his face, and he is wearing an eye patch. 
Yeah, um, I liked him because he reminded me of Tong Po from Kickboxer. Yes, very much so. So I was like, and that, and it's got I the loved, wrapped up like, hands and all. Yeah, I was like, I was real into like Muay Thai when I was a kid. I was like, it's the most brutal martial art. So um, he, he is, is a practicer of it. Yeah, and he's a old rival of Ryu. Uh, he was the boss of Street Fighter One. Okay, and um, his scar on his chest is from Dragon Punch that Ryu did to beat him. So, oh, like if damn. in the first one he actually you know doesn't have a scar so I like that style so that's their old rivalry um now his moves are all tiger themed yeah um th- but they're like reactions to Ryu moves you know what I mean like oh I can see that yeah because it's like he has a fireball well he has the tiger ball I guess whatever right. you want to call it um, tiger shot yeah tiger shot but he has two because if you hit a punch it's a standing one and if you do the Kick. The kick, it's a crouching one. Gotcha. Which uh, you can really get tricky because that can affect them. If anyone's trying to jump over or block, you know what I mean? You can keep switching them, not only the up and down locations, but with the speed from using different strengths of punch, you can really trick people into getting free hits. So, And that's why the tiger knee is like the mirror of the dragon punch. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, the tiger knee is like basically a dragon punch, but with a kick. Right. And you can, um, it's a knee attack. He hops forward. You can use it to hop over fireballs and stuff. Uh, But he also does have a tiger uppercut. Yeah, which was always like, um, I remember reading about where he believes it's better than the dragon punch because it starts lower and ends higher. Oh. So. Okay. (laughs) Which it does. I mean, it's a long, like he really puts his arm up there and uh, you get the great uh, tiger. I, I got that one though, I think. If I can request, because I think his intimidating posture is uh, contrary to his high-pitched voice in this game. Tiger uppercut! Yeah, it's very... <laughs> it's not as uh, intimidating as you would expect. I really liked him because he's like... Uh, he's strong. He has pretty good range. Not Balrog or Dalsim range on his yeah. punches and kicks, but you got the fireballs. Um, you know, his standing roundhouse kick is a great anti-air it's got huge range up in the you know pointing up almost like a 45 degree angle if you're close enough with any of his kicks you'll get a double hit like you'll do a knee into a kick it's all right cool you get some you know he's got your standard variety of throws and such but now his background he is uh from thailand and his level yeah it's got that big like reclining statue it's like an ivory looking statue yeah looking ish stuff indeed pretty cool yeah well not as cool as what would be the final boss yes. in the original game. Yes. And that would be M. Bison himself. Mr. Bison. No. <laughs> or Vega, as he was known as yeah. in Japan. Later, since he was called M. Bison here, I think his M, you know, which was originally supposed to be Mike Bison. Right. But they changed it to be Master Bison, I believe. I would have thought but Major, based major, on his outfit. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I mean, he's cool, red, like military-looking outfit. Your classic dictator yes. late 80s, early 90s outfit. The... Which, you know, we should say that's like, um, because of the naming confusions across uh, different uh, regions, they'll call him Dictator, they'll call Vega Claw, and they'll call Balrog Boxer instead of their, you know, I guess, given names. But either and way. I guess he's from Thailand also? Well, that's where the Shadow Lu organization is based. Now, is he so. originally from... I always felt like he seemed Russian to me. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, the hat, the, you know, the outfit does have that feel, but I, I don't know anything about that. But he's all, right. he's all about his psycho power. He has flaming fists, which are pretty cool. Yeah, he can turn into a human torpedo. Yeah, you get the flaming torpedo. It's another charge, charge back, hit forward punch. Um, it's and a that hurts blocking strong. opponents. It, yeah, it'll, and you can hit multiple times as it'll travel through. The, you know, it'll be like, you'll get three or four hits as that's it, rough. Ju- ju- 
Like, but that's when you hopefully have a fireball or something. You can hit him out of it. Okay. If you're good enough. Um, he also has a, a knee attack. Oh, yeah. They call it the scissor knee, but it's really a flip kick. Uh, he oh, just, yeah. Yeah, if you hold back and forward, but you hit kick, he will do kind of a forward flip. It's, you know, kicks out with the, you can hit him two times, I think, with it, if you're close enough. Now, what about this head stomp he's doing? This is a very tricky move because it's It uh, looks it. It's well, a weird charge move, right? Yeah, it's like Vega, kind of. You charge down, hit up. So you're jumping and you hit your uh, kick kick button and you will you can aim it too. So it's like you fly over and get on top of them and you'll stomp. Oh, them. it's that move. Yeah, you can hit them out it's of the his air. It's flying one. Yeah, oh. it has huge range and you can really get all over. The, you can use it even if you're not attacking someone. You can just to get away, get out of there or yeah. you know, get on the other side. It's very useful. And then the psycho air punch. That's similar to this, but it's like he looks like he's upside down and he sticks one of his arms out at, an, at like a 45 degree angle. That sounds extra goofy. And you can aim it. It's the same, very similar to the head stomp. And then he also has a slide. Is that correct? Yeah, one of the best. And that's uh, kind of a cheap tactic. Like he's one of the few people where you're like, I can just keep sliding. And the, that keeps the pressure on the guy. Like it can be tough to, if, they're, if they don't know how to deal with it, it's a good cheap win. And that concludes our original roster of of World Warriors. World Warriors. So then we have four more characters that join the crew. I hate to say it, but they're not as exciting to me. You've got Thunderhawk. Yeah. The Native American. Who is uh, even bigger than Zangief. He's the new Colossus here. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of more of a wrestler. Yeah, um, he has some neat moves, though, because he has has that hawk dive. I'm not sure what it's called, but I think you jump and you just have to hit... A punch and a kick at the same time? Yes. And uh, you, you'll come down at a different angle depending on which ones you pick. Um, it's all punches, just so you know. Oh, okay, yeah. He'll, he'll swoop down. So that's pretty neat. Uh, he has a big a 360 grab, much like the spinning pile driver, where he windmills you around and slams you into it's the ground. It's known as the Mexican Typhoon. <laughs> well, it's it's very powerful. So, uh, you know, he's got that, and he has huge range. He's got a double sweep similar to Guile's. Um, okay. He can be, I've gone up against uh, foes who played him very well, but I cannot. And uh, next up, we have Fei Long. One of my favorites. I like him more than I'm good with him. But... And he is Street Fighter's introduction of the Bruce Lee character. Very, uh, very unabashedly so. Yeah. yeah I love it. Um, he's got a cool little, he's got the Rekakin, which yes. is, uh, it's basically a fireball, but instead of shooting something, he just does a kind of charging punch, and you can blast off three of them in a row to get like a three hit combo out of it oh cool he'll actually alternate hands and the last one you get a cool like and then i guess some of his moves do double hits too. his kicks yeah um and he's got a flaming kick dragon kick i can't it's a backwards dragon punch they call it the flaming leg but i I see what you're saying yeah but it's like he spins around and kicks up it's pretty it's very useful he's got one of my favorite throws which is one of those where like if you imagine you grab someone's head and flip over them oh yeah flip them over you that's a really cool uh, throw, but I was never great with him, even though I played him a lot just because I liked him. Now, how are you with uh, DJ? DJ, uh, straight very, out of Jamaica. Yeah, very little experience with him. Um, I guess he's a Western style kickboxer. Yeah, he's got like he's got his what's his kick called? It's a charge. I think you charge back for two seconds, and then he'll do this like kind of double the, the double dread kick. Double dread kick. Yeah, you can get two hits off it. I feel like he's a uh, one of the characters who's like strong and kind of fast. But I, I've never used him very well. But he also has a slide, apparently. Yeah, he does. I don't like his slide. I feel like he's got the shortest one of all. But he's got like a sonic boom type fireball you can shoot out. Now, you know what? I lied because I said of these four new characters, none of them really feel like they are part of the 
the team. <laughs> but the final one does. And she's stuck around as one of the main characters. Yeah, yeah. That's Miss Cammy herself. Yeah, she's... Uh, Straight out of England. Yeah, she's... Kylie uh, Minogue. Hypnotized or something by M. Bison. Mm. She works for him, like... This time. Yeah, I mean, there's different outfits later. They have a whole story together. But uh, she's uh, she's actually uh, one of the cooler ones. She's got an air throw. Yeah. Um, she has her cannon spike, which is a fireball motion, but with a kick, and she'll do it. It's like a drill. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. she moves forward. She jumps forward and does like a drill kick thing. Uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty she quick. also has an air throw. Yeah. Or two of them, actually. And, um, well, she has one, like, command throw thing where she'll go into a flip and grab you. If she lands right by you, she'll do a, like a slam to you. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think that's a half circle back. I, I don't remember now. My bad. <laughs> the thrust kick? Double spinning back fist? No, that's it. Knuckle. The back fist, yeah. Where she'll she'll do a spin around and then land and hit you. But the real thing is her dragon punch type attack where she does a... It's a you do a dragon punch, but with a kick button. Yeah. And she shoots forward. She has just has a lot of forward and upwards momentum. They on call it the on thrust there. kick. Yeah, yeah. Thrust. Thrusted away. Yeah, yeah. of the new four, she was the one I was able to get the most uh, mileage out of. Very quick. And I would be remiss if I did not add that she had the first animated boob jiggle I ever saw in a video game. Well, I might cut that out. Well, <laughs> would you cut out the part about Zangief having, you know, let's, let's be uh, equal time here because Zangief has an animated body part that jiggles as well. So, Well, then, you know what? If you want to look for one, <laughs> I suggest you look for both. But that is the full roster of characters here in Street Fighter 2 for yeah. the Super Nintendo. Any playable character you could come across. All right, Nick, this is it. This is the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System, which scores across four categories, with each category having a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Uh, yeah, that's about 3.5, I agree. You know, I think it looks great, but the music is just okay. Some of it's okay. I think it would be good. Uh, I just wanted to mention, too, that the uh, Guile stage music, maybe you'll hear it now, is uh, actually a ripoff of Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick on the Top Gun soundtrack. Cool. It well, sounds exactly like it. I will have to check that one out <laughs> myself. But I like some of its little rocking, but most of the music's pretty background and forgettable. Exactly. The sprites and animation are amazing. They look really good uh, for being the Super Nintendo. But there are a few slowdown issues in that very first, first copy. That's true. And, uh, you know, while not as bad as later iterations like Street Fighter Alpha 2, you will sing a cartridge game with a load time. Eh. Can be rough. Next up is play control. And I was really torn as to how to rank this. Yeah. I um, gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 4 because you have they give you a lot of options. They do. It's just some of the stuff is just really hard to do. It's um, I feel like it's limited by D-pad um, usage, kind yeah. of. You know, I'm, I would have disagreed 20 years ago, but now I get it. So I'm like, you know, 
it just takes more practice. I'm like, I know, cause I've done it before where I'm like, I know I can do all this stuff. Right. But it's like, you have to get yourself into that mode after train yourself for a little while to really be able to do these moves quickly and accurately. Nintendo did not release an advantage style controller for the super Nintendo. Did they? Not that I know of. Like, it uh, seems like that's a real big missed opportunity there because well, they you already know, lucked out by already having a six button controller yes. before, you know, I remember I was like you guys cause poor Sega, you know, you had to upgrade. Well, Nick, what did you rate the challenge factor of this game? Well, th- that's kind of a tough one to do. I feel like it's easy enough to beat if you're playing against a computer by yourself, but that really tests you more. It's on like, can you do the moves right once yeah. you can? It's like I give it a three point five. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with patience, anyone can learn to beat the computer. Sometimes the computer is just extra cheap. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is as you increase the difficulty, it's not like the AI gets better. And the it's just computer the cheapness just starts, gets better. Yeah, it's getting stronger, faster. It's not getting dizzy, all these other things. And I find know. that to be more of like a frustrating factor. And I agree. To me, that, that can ratchet up the challenge, not just because not because I think the game is itself hard. It's just that if it's too frustrating, I'm not going to move on. And, I mean, it's not even that great Like if you're trying to train yourself to fight other humans because you're just learning the ins and outs of the, the crappy AI, you know? Mm-hmm. So finally, we have theme and fun. Again, I was really torn, so I gave this two scores. Okay. Uh, I gave it a 2.5 in one-player mode, but I bumped that up to a 4.0 if you're playing this game two players. Okay, okay. Well, I gave this a 5.0 because I love it. This was the one that started it all, and it's the best. Well, Um, I can see where your nostalgia will give it that extra point, but I really do feel that with two players, this is a really fun game. Anyone could go back to this game. Yeah, I'm, I agree. There's not a lot of point in playing one player mm-hmm. unless you're just practicing moves. But You, you need that human touch. Yeah. Um, what I like about this game in a way is that the combo system is so hard to do mm-hmm. that it means that... I'm not doing it. Yeah, Neither are you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like once you get you can get to that medium level of familiarity, you know the moves and the characters well enough. There's not 40 characters you got to learn. So there's you know, it's kind of a sweet spot there where you can pick it up and still have fun. Maybe just button mash around with some people, but it's not so technical that you can't win if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> well, finally, Nick, I'm going to ask as I always do, Should you play this game? You should, and you should get a friend to play it with. That's what I said. You know, find a friend and play this game. You owe it to yourself to see how the whole genre started. Yeah, and I mean, once you get good enough, invite your enemies. Ooh, I don't know if I'll ever be that good. (laughs) But you know what? I will continue to play this game. Next week's game will be Wizards and Warriors for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of this game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, guys, if there's, or girls, if there's anything we forgot, you know some cool tricks for some of these mini street fighting characters, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll talk about it in the future. You can also always contact us at Facebook at Cartridge Command. Maybe you want to do some hodag chatting. <laughs> Message me and I'll let you know about the Hodak Festival. We got tuned into it. Sadly, like our fan, not as into the uh, modern country scene, so I probably won't go. <laughs> but I'm glad to know that it exists. Agreed. You can check us out on Twitter at Cart Command. Please subscribe to the show if you don't already. You can find it through any podcast listening device you have. I was surprised to find it on the one I just downloaded. Yeah. Now, we must always thank from the bottom of our hearts our wonderful supporters on Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. For it is them that makes this show financially possible. You're the real street fighters. 
You are. And uh, I will street fight with you to the very end. <laughs> yeah. But as always, Cartridge Commandos, game, game on! Coffee. All right, and in three, two.